Hello and welcome to episode 100 of the Pod Bible podcast. My name is Adam Richardson and I am the editor of Pod Bible magazine and your host for, let's face it, most episodes of the Pod Bible podcast. We started out a long time ago. We had Scroobius Pip, we had Stu Whiffin helping with the hosting, we'd rotate. We do different things, but let's face it, I think the last 70 episodes, 50 episodes, something like that, it's been mostly me and it has been an absolute joy. I've loved it. I've loved speaking to all the different guests we've had over the years. I never really imagined we'd get to 100 episodes, but, you know, I think we can all agree there's enough podcasts out there. We've got enough content. We could probably go on for years and years and years. But yeah, it's been a joy and I just want to say thank you. Before we get into today's episode, thank you to everybody who listens. Thank you to all of the podcasters. Uh, And I've actually written a little article um, about my favourite guests, my favourite episodes. And if you head over to podbiblemag.com, that should be there pretty soon. Will it be there by the time this episode has come out? I'm not 100% sure, but uh, keep an eye out and we'll share it on our social media channels as well. 100 episodes, 100 different podcasts coming on, talking about their shows and recommending the shows that they love to listen to. I really hope you've managed to gain some good recommendations over the years. And we'd love to hear all about, you know, the shows that you discovered through the Pod Bible podcast. Get in touch at Pod Bible at my name is Ad. If you want to uh, get in touch with me personally, that would be lovely to hear from you. Uh, as I said, I love doing this show and uh, we're going to keep it going into 2022 and beyond. Speaking of 2022, we have some big news here at Pod Bible because uh, we're delighted to announce that our partners for 2022 will continue to be Acast and Audible. Um, and the big, big news is that we are moving distribution of Pod Bible magazine to The Guardian. That's right. Each issue of Pod Bible this year, all six issues will be released with The Guardian newspaper. Uh, that means we'll be moving from Sundays to Saturdays, uh, pretty much the first Saturday uh, of every other month. So that is um, February, April, June, August, October and December. Uh, is that right? Gosh, nearly struggled there doing every other month. Um, the first issue is actually out, I say the first Saturday, the first one is actually out on Saturday the 19th of February, um, so definitely keep an eye out uh, for that. Uh, we'll be distributing 45,000 issues of that and we'll also be um, sending them out to subscribers. If you go to podbiblemag.com you can subscribe uh, and receive all six issues to your door. You can read the digital version on our website as well, uh, but follow at podbible on social media and you will find out when the new mag is out, how to to read it how to order it and all that good stuff as well oh another exclusive another big reveal uh, big news regarding pod bible magazine we're not only moving to the guardian we're also increasing in size for three years now pod bible was a6 um meaning it was pocket sized that was when you know our approach was pretty much giving them outside at tube stations and thinking that it would be handy to have them uh, available to you know shove in your handbag or in your pocket uh, and we thought we don't need to worry about that anymore we're going out with the guardian let's increase in size so we've doubled up from a6 to a5 so slightly easier to hold in your hands and read and uh, yeah can't wait to see what everybody thinks so saturday the 19th of february the first issue is out and we've got a very special guest uh, on the front cover i've seen the illustration for that front cover today and it is amazing uh, I nearly swore then, but yeah, it is it is very, very good indeed. So 
check that out when it comes out. And yes, subscribe. Subscribe to the magazine. £10 for all six issues. Podbiblemag.com. All right, let's get to the matter at hand, which is episode 100 of the Pod Bible podcast. And come on, let's face it. Episode 100 deserved a big guest, a big podcast to speak to about the show. And uh, I think we've delivered Sweet Bobby, you would have noticed uh, on the front cover of this. Sweet Bobby was one of the uh, runaway sort of surprises or, you know, one of the biggest successes of 2021 when it comes to podcasting. It was one of those shows that everybody was talking about. Everybody just couldn't wait for the next episode to come out. And when it did, social media was ablaze with all sorts of chit chat and theories and reactions. Uh, I absolutely loved it. Definitely one of my shows of the years. And I was keen to speak to Alexi, uh, who was the um, sort of host and main investigator uh, on Sweet Bobby. And Alexi agreed. Uh, and we've been trying to nail this down for a bit. You'll hear all about that shortly. Uh, but I'm very, very happy to welcome Alexi Mostris from Sweet Bobby to the Pod Bible podcast. All right, joined today on the Pod Bible podcast by Alexi Mostras, who is investigations editor at Tortoise Media and also host of uh, the smash hit Sweet Bobby. Hello, Alexi, how are you? Hey, I'm fine. Thanks very much, Adam. Thanks for having me on. No worries. We've been trying to organise this for a little while. I mean, I mean, I was, I was very, uh, I thought, uh, quite ambitious. I had COVID. There was yeah. Christmas. <laughs> well. Yeah. The first time I got in touch with you was pretty much bang in the middle of the run of, of those first six episodes of Sweet Bobby. And it was quite ambitious, but you were up for it. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't, I mean, that period, looking back on it now, like a few months later, it seems like a blur. Like, I can't, yeah. I think we were working like 14 hour days and we just set ourselves a big task, which uh, in retrospect, um, <laughs> uh, almost killed us. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm not surprised. It's a, it's a, it's a big old project. It's a podcast that I was a huge fan of. Of course, it sort of took... Oh, I'm just going to say it to the world by storm towards the end of last year. There are a lot of people who, you know, I'm heavily into podcasts, as you can imagine, but there are a lot of people who've never listened to podcasts or, and they'd be like, have you heard of this sweet Bobby? I've, I'm going to give it a listen. It sounds like it could be quite interesting. So there will still be some people who aren't aware of it. So if you're happy to just sure. give us a quick, a quick pricey for anybody who, who hasn't heard, what is sweet Bobby? Sweet Bobby is a story about a scam a catfishing scam that took place over almost 10 years uh, and had pretty devastating effects on the victim, who is also a central character in, in the story, uh, a woman called Kira Assi. Catfishing is when you impersonate someone online, uh, usually to falsely establish a, a romantic uh, connection. And often it's got a financial motive or there's a kind of specific reason why someone is, is catfished. In this case, however... And what was so fascinating about it was that the catfisher seemed to be sort of totally motiveless. And when Kira eventually found out who it was, 10 years after the scam first started, almost 10 years, she was totally blindsided and she could never have expected who, who it would be. So the series tells that story, tries to kind of unpack how and why the scam took place, but then switches halfway through to kind of a live investigation where I try and find out like what the police are doing about it. Uh, we try and track down the catfish themselves and it sort of turns into a more kind of contemporaneous story. Brilliant. Perfect. So, I mean, I'm fascinated by the sort of the process, the, the, you know, the work that went into it. 
as you said, it sort of turns into a live investigation. That's always very exciting when that happens on any podcast that I've listened to. How much work went into it beforehand? Sort of how, how long before that first episode was released were you working on this? We had not very much time and not very many people. So I, I right. got this story in, in June 2021. But because of the summer and because we had other, uh, all had other commitments, we, we only really got a kind of team together to, to work on it in September. And it was essentially a team of four, me, my producer, Gary, Claudia, who was a junior reporter, and Carla Patella, who was a, the sound designer on the project, and, and an executive editor. And the first episode came out kind of midway through October. And by the time we recorded the first episode, I think we'd written the second one, but we hadn't written any of the others. And we knew roughly what was going to go in each of them, but we quickly kind of got into a pattern where we had a week to write, record, sound edit, legal, and put out a podcast. Um, so it all, it all happened quite quickly, which at the time I thought may have been a mistake that we may, may be missing things. Um, mm. But actually, I think in, in retrospect, it, it, it added to the urgency of the podcast, potentially had a factor in in its success. Yeah, yeah, I I definitely agree with that. I was uh, one of those people who came to it maybe slightly late, sort of a couple of weeks into it. So I was able to binge the first two or three and then uh, had the issue of having to wait a whole week between episodes. But it was just a joy to hear that urgency and hear the developing, you know, stories and threads that that were obviously just popping up for you um, very shortly before those episodes were coming out. I'd love to know a bit more about sort of the personal effect because... You, you mentioned you guys uh, were, were doing very long days and I'm sure it totally took over your life for that for that intense period when the episodes were coming out and uh, people were sharing it and uh, there were people coming to you with leads and all that kind of stuff. There was one particular moment, and I'll, I'll keep it spoiler free, but um, where you were preparing, you were sat in a car about to go and knock on a door or ring a doorbell. And I remember sort of hearing in your voice, the sort of the, the trepidation, the nerves before you were going to go and do that. And then as you approached that door and you uh, and rang the doorbell, that must have been quite a tough thing to experience. And I'm just wondering how, how you actually found it. Were there points where you were like, oh, actually, this is too much. Or why am I hosting this? Why didn't I just do the background work? Yeah, I mean, you're right. That was a, bit, that was a particular moment when, when you sort of think, oh, God, this... Well, it's it's the unpredictability of it as well, mm. and it's the it's the fact that well, I mean, in this particular case, we were trying to find the, and and confront the catfisher and ask them questions about why they why they'd done it, and we knew where they lived, yeah. and we were pretty sure that they were there. But a door knock, as it's known, you know, in 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 journalism, is never a kind of comfortable thing because you're going right up to someone's like private property and they don't know you're coming. And the, the catfisher hadn't been speaking to us except a short statement through their lawyers prior to this point. But they weren't in a position where it wasn't like me kind of trying to doorstep or confront a, a powerful chief executive of a company. This was a, a person who had started the scam when they were quite young, very young, like 17 or so. We didn't know much about their, their mental health or their background or, or how vulnerable they were. Um, and so I really didn't know what kind of reaction I'd get and all of that sort of kind of coalesces in in quite a lot of nervousness before you do it but you have to do it because even though it is uncomfortable we were pretty clear that there was a public interest in trying to get to the bottom of this yeah so you have to sort of i don't know override that and and just but you also you can't be we were very clear from the start that we couldn't be aggressive mm -hmm. even though this catfisher had arguably caused real 
and, and significant harm to, to Kirat, the victim. Well, actually, there's no arguably about it. They did. And so there was a public interest in, in, in trying to approach the catfisher and, and get their side of the story. But we knew from the start that it wasn't the sort of story where you could just kind of turn up and bang on their door and demand demand answers. Even though this catfisher had behaved in a way that caused serious harm, they still weren't in the position of a ma- you know a major CEO at a corrupt company. It just wasn't that sort of story. It was more sensitive. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, and that that really added it added to it to me because I couldn't help but sort of have that little bit of empathy for for that person thinking well no matter what's happened there's still somebody turning up on the on the doorstep here uh and so having to approach that and be like hey i'm i'm a nice guy i'm not here to to to, you know try and destroy your life i just want to get get some answers it's a it's a difficult balance to strike but having that sort of the, the the nervousness beforehand really added to it i'm sure to every person who was listening because it made them feel anxious and nervous and i'm sure anybody listening on the tube or trying to get some work done or out for a walk would have just stopped uh, i know i did and uh, and and sort of really listen intently to what was going to happen so yeah it was a, it was a great moment that, that's that's actually i mean it's it's a really interesting point that that you raise and and actually it's one of the things that i've enjoyed most about doing doing podcasts because for years i was a print journalist working at the times on, on investigations and you you would work and you do a story and then you kind of would put the story on the on the front page or wherever it would would go and all anyone would read would be the final product the story they wouldn't know anything about the process or how you did it or how you were feeling yeah. or what your producer thought or anything like that and i think that's quite valuable journalistically so it's great to have a kind of creative medium that allows you to put put that in yeah agreed so the reaction um i'm sure you guys knew you had a fantastic story on your hands uh when you started out and i'm sure you were very excited to get those first few episodes out there but as i mentioned there were people coming to me who never listened to podcasts who were saying do you know about sweet bobby i saw a lot of big names on twitter you know i saw you and tortoise retweeting big names from the world of podcasting but also just the world of entertainment people who discovered it and gone you've got to listen to this that must have been a, a joy uh to to see it was. I mean, it was. It was totally unexpected. I mean, we knew we had a good story, but we hadn't done many like multi-part series, and I certainly had never done a multi-part series, so I just did not know what what to expect at all. And um, I think that it taught me that it actually makes quite a big difference if um, Apple or another platform feature your podcast in its new and noteworthy section or something like, or in, or in its carousel, because then it's like sort of lighting a fire and it gets people listening. And as soon as people listen, if they like it, then they then they share it. But um, yeah. the power of the platforms in all this, in, in podcast promotion, was not something I've, I've probably appreciated before now. The big one that I remember was Louis Theroux. And I'm sure that was a huge moment yeah. for you personally, <laughs> you know, as an investigative journalist. That, that's a big one. That's a big name. If he likes your pod, then you must be doing something right. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the, the, what was what was brilliant about it was that Louis Theroux, who I can kind of really relate to uh, journalistically, like tweeted it and said, this is, you know, your new favourite podcast. But then you had like Vogue Williams, who I don't really know at all, like, like commenting on, on it on Instagram and other people like from a world where I've never really interacted with. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, younger, more female orientated. And it, it was it's great to have produced something that reaches a demographic that you know is outside your comfort zone precisely yeah i can i can totally imagine that okay so um before we wrap things up then alexi i want to ask a question that i'm sure a lot of people who have listened to the pod uh, will want to know the answer to 
are we going to be getting a series two? I know you said you're going to follow the story, continue to follow the story. Is the plan to, to release bonus episodes, updates, or is there going to be a whole new series? What, what do you think? It's a question that we've been asking ourselves uh, a lot. I mean, we, we've had a lot of people come forward to us with some pretty horrific tales of their own catfishing experiences. And some, some of them are just as sophisticated, it seems, as, as, as Kirat's. But, you know, is there appetite for a whole other series about another case? I don't know. That's like a question mark. I mean, what is mm. certain is that there will be developments in this case. We will know, I suppose, in the next few weeks, if not months, whether Hounslow police are going to reopen uh, the case, because that whole thing is a, is a kind of live issue. So once that decision is made, I think there's definitely scope for us to come back and say, right, okay, five months have gone by, six months have gone by since the last episode of Sweet Bobby. Here's a new, here's a new episode to, to update everyone on what's been happening. Fantastic, yes. And am I right in saying that if you uh, sign up uh, to to Tortoise Media, there is also there's 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 already a sort of a bonus episode. Am I right? Give you a chance to talk about that. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. <laughs> if you if you sign up to Tortoise Media and you can use the code Alexi fifty to get half price membership for a year, which is pretty cool. Or you can I think you can go onto Apple Podcasts and sign up for Tortoise content through that route as well, and it's probably kind of slightly cheaper than signing up for a full tortoise subscription. Um, you can get a bonus episode that we put together, episode seven, which is Kirat in the studio with me answering questions that have come in from all over, uh, all over the world during the process of the podcast. So it's like, how did you not realise that Bobby was, wasn't who he said he was? Uh, you know, when the voices were obviously so different. Uh, why didn't you ever demand a, a video call? All these tough questions. And this was the great thing about working with Kirat is that she doesn't shy away from them. She wants people to ask the questions. She wants to explain. Uh, and and she did all that in, in this bonus episode that you very kindly uh, referred to. Yes, there you go. All right. Well, thank you very much for coming on and talking about uh, a subject that I'm sure has consumed your, your life over the last six months, if not more. But um, yeah, thanks for coming and talking about Sweet Bobby. And we're very excited to see what, what else comes out uh, on, the, on that thread. But also, you know, other projects are you and the guys at Tortoise work on in future. So uh, thanks, Alexi. It's my pleasure. Thanks very much. Thank you so much, Alexi. Uh, really enjoyed that chat. And uh, Alexi will be back very soon recommending a couple of his favourite shows. So keep an eye out for that in the coming weeks. OK, let's go on to recommendations. Uh, the first one this week, I thought we've got to include Pip, right? Scroobius Pip, of course, um, one third of the original team that started up Pod Bible with myself and Stu Whiffin. Uh, he's been on this show a number of times I thought, let's have him on episode 100. He was there for episode 50. Let's get him on episode 100 as well. Scroobius Pip from the Destruction Pieces podcast recommending a show. Okay, it's time to welcome back Scroobius Pip to recommend another podcast for us. Pip, what are you going to recommend today? Um, I'm going to recommend Born Human. Right. And it's a weird one because I feel I need to give full disclosure in that I was giving a fair bit of advice in the um, early stages of this being put together because it's a friend of mine, Andy Chambers, who I've not s seen in years, but if you know me and you're thinking of starting a podcast, I'll tend to hear from you. <laughs> Someone will reach <laughs> out and go, man, I've, I'm thinking of doing this. So I gave some advice along the way, but didn't know how it would turn out. You know, I've not caught up with Andy in a few years, 
no idea how he would be as a host or as a podcaster. And I was blown away when it actually came out and and listened to it. It's it's a podcast about parenthood, essentially. Andy started, Andy moved away from where we all live um, and moved down to Bath years ago, just before he had his first child. And when they had their first child, they really struggled at points, mentally, emotionally. And he kind of felt a little bit, a little bit isolated. So he wanted, he set up some groups when they'd got through it. Again, he's a very pragmatic guy. So he was like, I'm just about coping with this. I can see how a lot of people wouldn't, Mm -hmm. you know? So he set up some, some parent groups, some, some dad's groups, and then some some groups about, you know, even not even dads struggling, but helping dads learn how to su- support their partners best in these incredibly tough times. Because you can feel useless if your partner is really having a rough time emotionally or or hormonally or any of these things. So he he did a lot of work like that and realised how important it was to have just open, frank conversations about parenthood and about mental health and that's how our born human came about essentially because again he realized there was tons of stuff before he had kids that in his logical pragmatic mind our other mates had complained about oh they've not been sleeping we can't get them to sleep on their own or whatever he'd be like yeah you just you know i've seen a clip on the news once and they said all you do is, is you leave them for three nights and you let them cry and this yeah. is that and all this and it's never as easy as that so yeah, it's about having those frank conversations for people to hear either going through it or even people that m- might go through it five years th- down the line. It's hearing actual honest chat rather than just, oh, it's the best time of your life. It's the best day of your life. It's the best moment of your life. It changes everything. Oh, and it's like, well, you don't yeah, know love until it, you have a baby. It is, it is all of that, but it's other things yeah. as well. And that's the bit that's really fascinating. And as, as I've said before, I've recommended a parenting podcast before. I've not got kids, but I've got <laughs> godchildren and I've got yeah. friends who've got kids. And I may at some point have kids, but I just find it absolutely f- fascinating on the human level of all of it. I th- I find on all of these conversations, there's stuff that you can learn about all interactions and all problems that, are that, are that, are that you encounter in life. So, yeah, just really I've enjoyed – there's been – four or five episodes so far that I've 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 got through. It's a new podcast still, but yeah. I just think each one it's a really Andy as I said I didn't know how he'd it it'd be as a host, but this is obviously why he runs numerous men's groups and groups where they all go for a walk and a chat or a run and a chat. He's good at creating a safe comfortable space for people to be honest and talk and not have to kind of glaze over anything or feel here's the answer I should be giving you know yeah oh man this sounds like the kind of podcast I could have done with in in the first couple of years yeah of, yeah. of being a parent myself because it's so true there's so many t- occasions where you're like well this is actually really really hard and really stressful and there is no going back <clears throat> and uh, nobody ever told me about this kind of side of things and I feel a bit guilty for feeling down and bad about it so to to be able to listen to people with shared experiences because I'd never been one for forums or lurking online, but I've always been one for podcasts. So, yeah, or, yeah. Or, 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 the, or that was it. He saw really quickly the positive impact of the men's groups he started locally, mm. but then he was like, "Well, this is in a small area in Bath, 
You know, yeah. this isn't actually yeah. going to help that many people. Everyone it helps is important. But that's why he decided to go along the podcast route and go, well, let's have these podcasts or these conversations available for everyone to hear. And again, there's he's had a couple of people who are kind of known, known names, like, like athletes and things like that. But a lot of the ones I've listened to have just been parents, mums and dads, and just people just talking about their their struggles and their challenges. Yeah, yeah. Having a look on the website now, there's Amy Bullman, who's, of course, host of uh, Mum and Mama. Yep. Uh, but then, yeah, as you say, Amy Williams, who I think she won, it says she won an Olympic gold here. I think it was yeah. Skeleton Bob or something, Winter Olympics. Yeah, Pretty I think cool. you're right. Terrifying right. sports to be doing. And I'm guessing she's since become a parent, and obviously we'll be talking about that. Um, but yeah, it looks like an interesting mix uh, of different people. All right. And, and are they, there's, you know, they sit down, press record and just chat. There, there, is there any yeah. extra format to, to pretty it? much? No, that's pretty much it. But it also means that, that you can kind of just go and have a look at what, which episode might appeal, read the descriptions, you know, sometimes on these recommendations, it's like, I'm sorry, you've got to start at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, you've yeah. got 15 hours to get through. It is what it <laughs> is, but this isn't one of them. I think as soon as you start, you start, don't start listening. You'll probably w- 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 want to grab all of them because, as I said, it's not it's not necessarily one of them where it's a celebrity name. It's you don't know anything yeah. about the, them anyway, so you can kind of jump in at any point. Nice. Well, that is uh, another curveball, really, from you, Pete. Yeah. You always make sure you recommend uh, some, some different shows. Obviously, um, if you enjoyed that, then go back and listen to other episodes with Pip on. He has recommended a number of podcasts across across our time uh, doing the pod bible pod so thank you very much again and i'm sure i'm sure you'll be back on again soon you just need to yeah. go and find some other new pods to listen to, to. Find some new pods to listen to <laughs> lovely stuff all right let's move on to the final recommendation of this week's episode and uh, we've got a return guest It's one half of some families podcast uh, Stu oakley is here to recommend a podcast that he loves to listen to um, he and his co-host Lottie Jeffs from Some Families were with us on episode 92, if you want to hear the pair of them talk about their show. Uh, Lottie gets involved in this chat as well, but this is primarily Stu Oakley from Some Families recommending one of his favourite podcasts. Okay, I'm joined today by Stu Oakley from Some Families podcast. Hi, Stu. Hi, Adam. Thank you for having me. No worries. Uh, and your co-host, Lottie, is also here. Hi, Lottie. Hello. Stu, we're going to focus on you today because um, we want to talk about podcasts. Oh, my favourite topic. <laughs> Obviously, we're here to talk about podcasts. Um, is there one in particular that you'd like to recommend for us? Yeah. When it comes to podcasts, you know, I mean, I am a father of three, so sometimes I don't get to listen to as many podcasts as I would like to. I feel like I've got a huge long list of the podcasts I should be listening to. Yeah. Um, And my download list on Spotify keeps getting larger and larger. Um, I do go back to the same ones every so often, though. And I must admit, actually, you know, when you asked about what what we listen to, I realised I do actually focus a lot on queer podcasts. And, you know, Homo Sapiens is a key one for me. Out with Susie Ruffle, I listen to a lot. Mm-hmm. Um and they're both amazing podcasts. And there's also a new Thinking Straight one, which is about conversion therapy 
that the Times put out, which is really interesting and well worth a listen. But the one I wanted to kind of like highlight because it's one that I really have enjoyed and I think is important is there's one called Making Gay History right, yeah. um, by Eric Marcus. I don't know if you've, you've, you've heard of that before. I think it is quite popular. So you, you may have heard of it. I have heard of it, but I haven't listened to it yet. Sell it to us. Yeah, it's definitely worth a listen. It's basically stories... It's, it's all archival, um, the majority of it. So it's these recordings that Eric did since like the early, maybe he even goes back as the late 70s. Like some really old school recordings with some incredible gay figures from throughout history. And it's just hearing their stories. So in the same way that we are telling stories now in podcasts and the way that we are sharing, you know, Lottie and I are sharing our our queer family stories from our own and our guests, but, you know, Homo sapiens are sharing queer stories from different um, LGBTQ plus um, figures from the public eye. But this is actually hearing people from back in the day when, you know, Mm. I mean, struggle is real now, but when struggle was real for Mm -hmm. a lot of the queer community um, and who changed our history. Um, And as we know, gay history is often completely wiped out of the history books because it was never really written about and the shame and the fact that it just people weren't included. So I just feel that making gay history is a really important podcast and it's a great listen as well. The episodes are really like a lot of them can be quite like short and snappy as well, which I sometimes like, as I said, as a parent, it's nice to have something that you can get into and just have a, and it's almost like you're, you're reminiscing with a lot of the guests that are on as well, which is really, which is really cool. That sounds yeah. great. I'm going to definitely check that out. Thanks, Stu. So have you not heard that one yet? No, Lottie? I haven't. I haven't. Stu's been keeping oh, that one to himself. There we go. There we go. So yeah. Great. Fantastic. All right, cool. Well, um, yeah, I'm sure some of our listeners will go and listen to that. I will also add that to my list. I'm very happy that there are some short episodes there because uh, that is quite key at the moment. You find, because a lot of the podcasts, you yeah. know, you get into the conversational ones, comedy ones, interview ones can be an hour, an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. So can get something that's which is great we, you yeah know, which is great because when you 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 when you've got that time to listen mm. to or you can dip in and out i think is really good but yeah the sh- some of the short ones are, are really good and it's just like the recordings like is it sylvia rivera who's obviously a legendary person within the trans community there's a episode where she is like he's interviewing her like at the kitchen table mm. um in like a 19, it might have been even like early 90s, late 80s, like New York kitchen. And you can just hear it all. You can hear oh, the, that. you know, the plates crashing, the, you know, the, the cutlery being sorted, they're cooking dinner. And she's just chatting about, you know, her her life. And it's fascinating. And it really opens that up, um, that world up to you. Lovely. Yeah, sounds atmospheric. Okay, cool. I'm going to have to go and listen to that. So let's wrap this up so I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you very much, Stu, for that recommendation. And thanks, Lottie, for joining us as well. Thank you. Thank you, Adam. Boom, there you go. Thank you, Stu. Thank you, Pip. Thank you, Alexi. Thank you, everybody who's listened. And I should say as well, thank you so much to Stu Whiffin uh, in the early days of this show. I didn't have an awful lot of podcast experience, I've got to be honest with you. I made my own show about wrestling, which is very much a hobby podcast I do with my mates, uh, but I hadn't interviewed a lot of other guests out and about. Stu uh, was instrumental in getting this podcast set up and obviously was heavily involved 
uh, at the start. I'm going to have to get him back on at some point, aren't I? We're going to have to get him on to uh, to co-host an episode soon. Uh, but thanks to Stu. Thank you very much to Pip, of course, for, for everything that he's done uh, on this podcast. He is our most, um, I was about to say most popular. You'll be the judge of that. He's our most heard guest. And of course, thank you very much to Buddy Peace. Say thanks to him every week. But he is the main man who uh, receives our long a long winding conversations that we have with each guest and has to split them all up uh, into the recommendations, store them all away, uh, get them edited and add them all together for each episode to come out. Buddy is an absolute legend. Uh, Whenever we have audio problems, he sorts them out and we are very, very thankful to him. Thank you, Buddy. And finally, thank you to ACAST for allowing us to be part of their lovely ACAST creator network. We love ACAST and uh, can't wait to continue working with them uh, as well as Audible in 2022. And uh, last off, thank you to you, the listener, for listening to 100 episodes or however many you listen to. But if there's somebody out there who listened to 100, blimey, congratulations. Okay, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with episode 101. Uh, until then, keep up to date with everything Pod Bible related at Pod Bible or podbiblemag.com. And we'll see you very soon. Bye bye. <laughs>